live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. your favorite beverage and get a little cozy for this chats episode hey this is made man bob from sip sudden smokes and this is our season 11 preview and season 10 look back episode uh season 11 is right around the corner but let's talk about what we uh, managed to get done uh last season 2022 for season 10 uh, we were fortunate to uh, make a trip out to Napa Valley to meet with quite a few wineries about trying to expand some of our SIPS episodes. So looking forward to some more wine episodes coming up in the new year. Um, also did a media tour out at Jack Daniels. Had a really great time. Got to spend uh, two nights in a vintage Airstream trailer on the property up on Coy Hill. Uh, really learning in great detail a lot about the guys who make more brown liquor than you can possibly imagine. Um, really, really great time. Very gracious of them to have us out there. Um, we also did the Universal Whiskey Experience in Las Vegas, the premier scotch event uh, in the country. Uh, amazing, amazing selection of whiskeys there. Some of them older than I am. Uh, it's definitely an event that you want to try and get to. Uh, we did uh, Chicago Whiskey Week, so Chicago Whiskey Fest and Benny's World Whiskies. Always a great time in Chicago. A couple of days there drinking all kinds of different uh, whiskeys. Really, really great event. Look forward to that every year. We've been doing it for many, many years now. Uh, we also did uh, the Big Smoke uh, Whiskey Fest combo show here in Fort Lauderdale. Great event. If you're a cigar lover, it's definitely a show for you to go to. Don't miss this one. If you're a whiskey lover, it's also a great event. Uh, they've got a great selection of both. Uh, big room, really well laid out. Uh, one of the better shows they've done. Uh, definitely check that one out. Uh, we also did the Grand Tour experience uh, with uh, the Wine Spectator magazine. Fabulous wine event, uh, more tables than you can possibly hit in a day. Met a bunch of great people, also trying to look to expand some of our SIPS episodes. Um, Whiskey Live in Nashville. Uh, we were the media partner for the first Whiskey Live event back here in North America. Great event. Almost didn't make it. My appendix jumped up, tried to kill me. Uh, spent about a week in the hospital and a couple of weeks of recovery. The doctors gave me clearance and went up with good old boy Mike and good old boy Justin and quite a few folks from the SIPS crew. Uh, had a great time in Nashville. Just happy to be alive at that point. So uh, we also did the Kentucky Bourbon Festival this year. The second year of the new format. Um, this year was even better than last year. And last year was a great event. Uh, they're really killing it at the KBF. If you haven't been definitely go give that one a try. 
Um, and then also hit Whiskeys of the World down here at Fort Lauderdale. A really, really nice event. Uh, they have them in various cities across the country. Just check them out online. Uh, really had a great time. We've been to several of their events. We've been to the one in Atlanta before. Uh, but really great, really great time this year. Um, we were able to, uh, was able to do some uh, charity work with some barrel selections that we did for my charity for uh, Honor Flight South Florida. Um, great charity. Um, very near and dear to my heart. We raise money to uh, fly our surviving World War One or World War Two Korea and Vietnam veterans to Washington D.C. to see the memorials to their service, and just a great organization, 100% volunteer nationwide. There are no paid employees in Honor Flight. All the money that is raised goes straight to flying these heroes to D.C. to thank them for their service. Uh, so we did a, several barrel picks over the course of the year. We did a really great one at Four Roses where we actually brought uh, a friend of ours who is the actual kissing sailor from Times Square. Um, and we had him sign the poster of him in the barrel selection room at Four Roses because that picture is an indelible part of the history of their brand. It's in the book written by Al Young about the history of Four Roses because over the shoulder of those two kissing, you can see the largest neon sign in the world that says drink four roses bourbon. So we had a great time doing that, raised some good money for a good cause. In the new year, we're looking to uh, hit the bourbon classic very soon. Uh, always a great event. Always have a good time at the bourbon classic. If you haven't been to that one, uh, definitely encourage people to go. They've got a food competition, a cocktail competition, uh, the uh, Van Winkle tasting event. Uh, definitely something not to be missed. Always have a good time there. Hoping also to get back out to Las Vegas to the Universal uh, Whiskey Experience again. Great show. Uh, always have a good time there. Most likely be going to the Big Smoke uh, Whiskey Fest here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, in March, uh, several of us from the show are going to be traveling out to Beverly Hills as we have uh, been elected to the Taste Awards Hall of Fame. So we're going to go walk the red carpet and try to not to make fools of ourselves if we can. Um also going to be hitting the Kentucky Bourbon Festival uh, this year. Really looking forward to seeing what they change this year, um, how they make it even better. Um, Chicago Whiskey Fest, as usual, uh, we'll be heading out for that. Uh, hoping to possibly get back to Chicago for the USA Trade Tasting. Also, uh, lots of different liqueurs and wines at that one as well. Um, and the Bourbon Mafia's 10-year anniversary. Uh, so we're going to have a gathering of uh, Mafia members for that. Looking forward to that. There is no mafia, no such thing. Um, this year, we got the chance to taste some really fantastic whiskeys. Um, the list is long and varied. Um, the folks from Lecky 7 have been absolutely killing it. Um, haven't had a bad one from them so far. Uh, if you find their products, seek them out. Um, Waterford Irish whiskey, fantastic whiskeys. Um, really amazing single farm uh, grains so each release is is grain from one single farm and you can absolutely put them side by side by side and taste the difference really interesting exercise and really amazing how the soils of the various farms affect the grain and affect the taste of the actual whiskey um, we've had some great stuff from the folks at Glenallachie uh, the 2021 Diageo special releases, uh, the 2021 Diageo distillers editions, um, the Torveg Alt Glean, which is a brand new distillery. We got to uh, sample one of their uh, their their new whiskey, uh, so brand new on the market. 
Um, we got a chance to try the Laphroaig Ian Hunter series, uh, uh, number three, the 33-year-old. Again, absolutely amazing. Heaven Hill uh, Heritage Collection, 17-year. Uh, some stuff from some of the folks that we've worked with before in the past. Uh, Laws Whiskey House, Barrel Bourbon, always, always, you know, putting out some of killer products. And some new stuff, uh, Blackwood, Toasted Bourbon. Um, really great product. Uh, everybody really loved that. It's uh, helped the, the folks from uh, the House of Bourbon help them with that one. Uh, Rossville Union, uh, their uh, barrel proof release from the folks at MGP, absolutely fantastic. Um, and then our fall release series, which we all look forward to all year. Um, two great shows of all the high end fall releases of all the great bourbons and rice that everyone's trying to get. Um, you might not find them, but if you listen to the show, you might at least know which one to look for, which one's going to be the one that is going to be worth your trouble. Uh, the Glendronach continues to knock it out of the park with Dr. Rachel Berry's fantastic work there with them and Ben Riach. Uh, we did the uh, cask release series for both of those. I think it was the 15th or 16th for the Glendronach and the very first for Ben Riach and absolutely fantastic. Uh, we also got to try the uh, Balvenie 25 and 40. Uh, that 40 was life-altering. We even got Made Man Brent, who was absolutely not a scotch guy to literally sit there and wax poetic about as the greatest scotch he'd ever had and he would drink it at the drop of a hat so uh we tried some new things from uh, japan uh titessa a japanese single malt 15 to 30 year old we met those folks in chicago um at uh, whiskey week um some great stuff from our friends at last drop distillers uh 1950 cognac and 1877 glen turret um, great stuff from Ardbeg, as always. Their Trayvon came out. Um, but in the coming year, we've got this year's, the new coming uh, 2022 special releases have just come out. So that show will be going live at the beginning of the 2023. We've got some great wine finish casts from the folks at Aaron's, some interesting stuff coming in from Signatory. Um, we've got... Uh, Bardstown Bourbon Company. We've got the last three releases of their Discovery, the last three releases of their Fusion Series. Um, we got some very interesting stuff from Black Bull, Blended Scotch, um, from the folks at uh, Kayo, uh, which is a Japanese firm. Some really interesting whiskeys there. One that's aged in chestnut wood barrels. Uh, the entire process in chestnut wood barrels. Very fascinating whiskey. Um, We've got some interesting ones coming in from India. We've got a, a new one from Rampur. We've got a brand new producer from India, Indri Single Malt. Uh, we've got some great stuff coming in from the Impex Collection. Um, some really interesting things coming in from Jack Daniels. Um, hoping to do an entire show on the Dalmore. Uh, we've got some great selections from them. The new Glenfiddich 12-year Sherry Cask. Um, and more and more and more. So we've literally almost got the whole year booked up with uh, with whiskey shows. Um, Isle of Rasse, another one brand new here to the U.S. They literally just came in on the boat. Uh, so look forward to seeing that episode coming out soon. Um, and some other new craft distillers, some new independent bottlers. Always something exciting going on. On the wine shows, we've got a uh, all Camus, uh Wagner family uh, show coming up, um, several of their wines. 
Um, we've got an episode coming up with uh, Chateau Montalena and Davis Estates, a small family producer uh, in Napa Valley. Um, we've got another one coming up uh, that is pretty much mostly all from Palmaz Vineyards, uh, fantastic winery uh, in Napa. Uh, some really interesting stuff. Whole winery is underground. Very, very cool. Um, and then we've got from Dow, we've got an entire show of Dow uh, from their expressions from Paso Robles. So exciting stuff coming up for this year. Uh, looking forward to doing some more traveling, looking forward to uh, tasting some more wines and some more whiskeys. So uh, hope you guys enjoy the coming year and keep on sipping. Hey, this is good old boy Mike from Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'm the executive producer, and I'm here to talk about some other areas of plans we have for season 11. Uh, a couple of our other producers were not available to record a, a segment uh, to talk about these plans, but there are a lot of great things in the works on our production schedule that I wanted to share with you as well. You know, we've been talking about Mezcal for way too long. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, you know, our production calendar is always very difficult to navigate, and agave-based spirits are really becoming quite popular. In fact, there are some predictions in the industry that it's actually going to overtake um, some other product categories like whiskey in the U.S. market. So I think it's about time we swing around, talk about uh, agave-based spirits. I think our concentration is primarily going to be on mezcal. Um, maybe in Mezcal 101 or Agave 101, we'll actually talk about tequila as well as Mezcal itself. You know, probably one of the more difficult things we've found in putting together topics for Mezcal is the flash to bang time. It's very difficult to find products that you know are going to be available and then you can go purchase them and then we can talk about them. Um, they're a bit more like vintages of wine and they come in such small production runs and then they have, you know, localized availability. So, you know, these are some pretty difficult topics, you know, for us to try and navigate, make sure that we talk about some things you can actually find and enjoy. We've had some amazing mezcals over the last few years. And when we swing back to actually think about discussing them on an episode, boom, they're gone. So, you know, it's a common issue. And I think we're going to probably hone in on, you know, people that are actually blending and making mezcals and not necessarily a particular you know crop harvest because so i think we've noticed some people that tend to have that golden touch and making really great mezcal over and over and over again and i think that might be a better way of kind of tackling that so um you know there's some really great festivals involving agave based spirits and mezcal in particular you know we want to get to the festival in oaxaca itself which is kind of the cradle of mezcal and it's a really great festival. Hopefully we'll be able to swing to that. Uh, there's another US-based festival in Miami that we're hoping to get to attend as well. So finally, you know, I think we'll probably get around to talk around um, mezcal and uh, a bit of tequila in uh, season 11 for sure. So we have another topic, which is uh, ready to drink or uh, RTDs. So this is another topic we've had on the production calendar for a little while. <laughs> You know, RTDs tend to come in, um, I think, maybe two uh, basic types. One is a base liquor like vodka or gin, and then they throw in, you know, some mixers, uh, some sugar or fruit-based, 
you know, um, uh, you know, liquid on top of that, and can those typically? So that's uh, one uh, set of RTDs that we'll probably maybe talk about one product line. Some great products have, have you know are available. You know, retailers are really dedicating a tremendous amount of floor space to RTDs, and so. Um, you know, it's really kind of a hot topic to be able to pick something up that's ready to go. You don't know, really even have to pour it in another container. Just open it and enjoy. So uh, the other type of RTDs are more cocktail-based or spirits forward. So that's a completely different category. And those have been really increasing in terms of availability as well as the quality of these RTDs uh, that are more cocktail-focused are you know, becoming more widely available. So I'm really um, looking forward to talking about both of those type of RTDs in season 11. Well, one beverage that we always come back around to is gin. Um, you know, <laughs> really uh, probably consume an inordinate amount of gin uh, personally and really enjoy going through a broad range of new gins that come on the market, as well as exploring gin cocktails. And those are things we've done in the past and I think that we'll probably do a couple of episodes just to refresh some of those. You know, I have some personal travel. It's actually planned to Spain uh, this year. And that is kind of the mecca of gin is in Spain itself. There are more gin bars in Spain per capita than any other part of the world. So I'm really looking forward to that experience as well as finding other gins globally um, that have come onto the market to share those with you. So um, yeah, I think it's a topic that we'll really enjoy. Hopefully you've enjoyed those episodes in the past and we'll continue to refresh that content as some new products come into the market. So uh, really great, uh, you know, across the board for those topics. Well, for our smokes episodes, I think we're going to stay pretty close to talking about cigars. Uh, Barger's done a really great job in stepping into the role as producer um, of many of our cigar segments, and he has a lot of great things lined up. You know, we actually have an episode that's going to be airing in a few weeks from now, and that is on the Avo product line. You know, some really great cigars. I was actually on that episode, and I can tell you that there are a lot of great cigars that were part of that product line. The one thing that I found myself saying over and over again is the quality of the construction of many of those products. And so uh, I really look forward to sharing all of our thoughts and our reviews around that particular product line. You know, the blind episode that we did on a price point, which was $5, was incredibly popular. And we got a lot of great feedback. People really love that. You know, there's a lot of consumers that tend to shop for a lot of products by price point, but uh, and, but for sure cigars. And I think we might repeat that exercise of doing a blind episode um, around another price point. Maybe $10 uh, might be the next price point. And a couple of other twists that we might do. Um, maybe making a double blind or, you know, doing around a certain style of uh, outer wrapper or something like that. Um, so, you know, there's a few discussions we've had, but I, I think you can pretty much count on another blind episode. Well, we've had a close friend in the industry that is uh, actually come out with their new product line. So Tim Ozinger um, has come out with a new product line. And if you don't know Tim, his dad uh, was the founder of CAO Cigars, and Tim has been working with uh, Four Kicks after the acquisition of CAO and has come out with his own uh, um, product line as, as well as still being involved with Four Kicks. 
and it's really great. Um, so I've had a couple of these sticks as they were in uh, pre-production and now they're currently available. And so I look forward to us coming around and talking about all of those topics as well. Well, hopefully these are all exciting things you can look forward to here in season 11. Um, you know, uh, look forward to your feedback. If you have some other ideas around any of these areas, I look, look forward to uh, taking in that feedback for now. Hey, this is good old boy Mike from Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'll ask you to keep on sipping. Hey, good old boy Mike here from Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'm the executive producer of the show. And I want to tell you a little bit about uh, some things we've had going on in season 10, as well as some things we have planned for season 11 as well. Hopefully you're enjoying some discussion about both from a wide range of our producers. We had a really great season 10. I'm so happy with all the content we managed to get to in that season. We embraced uh, some new styles of episodes. We did the chats episodes last year where you actually got to listen to some of our co-hosts and get to know them just a little bit better. So I'm hoping that you enjoyed those discussions and we're actually going to keep that format around you know maybe an episode here or there we have a couple more uh co-hosts that we're going to do we're also going to have some of the discussions with some iconic people in the industry and that's this is a very popular uh, late night show format and uh you know actually started on the radio as well and yeah, it's just not the format, you know, that we really kind of chose as the cornerstone of what we do. We tend to like to talk about what's in the glass um, as opposed to the people. But, um, you know, it's a really great format. I know some of you really enjoy that. And, you know, we'll do some occasional episodes like that going forward. Our distribution for the show is evolving as well. We've enjoyed a great relationship with a lot of people for a very long time. One of those is Public Radio Exchange. And we're actually uh, concluding our relationship with Public Radio Exchange. And uh, we're actually going to be expanding some of our distribution in Canada. So we have really great radio stations across the board um, and have enjoyed, you know, uh, our relationship with a lot of you know, radio stations globally. And Canada is one of those areas that we're really growing, you know, quite substantially really quick. So I'm looking forward to embracing a, a lot of new radio distribution going forward as well, as we always do. So if, if you'd like to hear us on a favorite radio station that you listen to, drop us a line. You know, I'll reach out, see if they can pick up the show. We're always going to be available, you know, as a podcast and on YouTube um, as well. So plenty of places to always find us. Well, you know, we don't always get around to being able to cover some of the best of products. And we didn't have one that was really specifically for rum. And I wanted to mention one product that is the best rum of season 10. So that's going to be the 2021 Black Tide Master Blenders Reserve. This has plenty of flavor. The base rum itself is actually from the 50th anniversary edition. And then it's combined with rum from nine other origins. So really complex, amazing depth and character. Oliver Chilton is the head blender and has absolutely just put magic in, a, in the bottle. Most likely you are probably not going to find this on the shelf, um, but if you do see it on a bar menu, um, you should definitely check it out. There are only about 900 bottles that were made available in the US and it's kind of a lethargic distribution process so even though it was released in 21 it actually didn't arrive here uh in the states until you know the summertime and that's kind of the general you know 
release style that they have for uh, you know Black Todd as well. Um, so definitely check that out. It's probably been the best product that they've released since the last conscription. And uh, I would definitely tell you this is at a price point. You're actually going to be able to enjoy it. For episodes coming up, we have here on Subsodes and Smokes, we have at least two planned rum episodes. And it's probably going to be covering uh, a different origin uh, than we have talked about previously. And we're probably going to have a distillery takeover as well. So those are a couple of episodes that we have some light planning that's already taking place. We're also in some early discussions with collaborating with some other rum podcasts uh, this year, both to be on our show and for some of our co-hosts to be on their shows as well. So we might actually get to talk about more content, but um, on some of those other rum podcasts. Trying to swing around to actually get to some rum festivals, which we haven't been to a lot of these. So, um, you know, unfortunately the pandemic really crushed a lot of the festival circuit and, uh, our inability of getting together in person is, uh, slowly changing. And so we saw a lot of festivals come back around across the board, but as far as rum festivals, uh, the two that we're planning right now to show up and attend is the Miami Rum Congress. Um, there is a companion festival in New York as well that we might go to as well. Um, but the the big, you know, the big, huge uh, global run festival is the one in Paris. And uh, that is in April. And we hope to get there for that one this year. Um, we have a lot of friends, uh, both in the trade as well as uh, some listeners that wondered why we haven't attended that previously. So trying to put it on the calendar, trying to get out to uh, that one. It's a really great event. There's a good trade tasting that uh, takes place beforehand as well. And that's usually our jam. So uh, definitely uh, rum will continue to evolve and be a cornerstone of uh, some rotating content that we'll have. Rum is still the very best aged distilled product. Um, bang for buck right now. So I'm going to continue to say that until somebody actually quotes me. <laughs> anyway. Hey, coffee is definitely a topic that is near and dear to us every single day. Um, and I, we've had a great time uh, finally getting to coffee the way that we wanted to. Uh, we've had some light coffee episodes, you know, in the distant path. But this year we actually created some foundational education, you know, style episodes, Coffee 101. We did a, a journey with coffee. And that style of episode is something we're actually going to bring to some other topical areas. You know, just kind of answers that very basic, you know, question, you know, how do I go from A to B with whatever, be it wine or beer or whiskey? And in this case, we did it with coffee, you know, where we started that conversation. And I know some people always want to kind of start at the very best and then work their way back. Um, I think you're missing out on the opportunity to both educate yourself and make some interesting choices, you know, to, to find this journey is not going to be the same for, for everybody. That's very true with coffee and it's very, going to be very true with a lot of other products. So we're going to swing back to some single origin style episodes. Um, and we have another episode that is actually just going to be covering blending, which is a very difficult topic for me anyway. And coffee, I found blending coffees to be extremely challenging and um, I had a lot of fun, uh, you know, doing that already with uh, some educational certification classes that I've gone through. And I'm looking forward to covering that as a topic. Well, the buzz of the bean right now is based on a very time intensive process of fermentation called carbonic maceration. Um, we'll probably 
you know, help to navigate the variety of the style of beans and this process that actually yields a really awesome cup. And you're definitely going to be seeing this at your favorite high-end coffee shop if it's not already there. Um, you're going to have some sticker shock. Um, they'll make you gasp at paying $15 for a pour-over from one of these experiences. And you, we all know that experiences cost way more than just plain old coffee. So there you have it. You know, this process has been around for a long time uh, with uh, wine and pretty easy. They just dump the grapes into a stainless steel container, suck all the air out, put CO2 in. And it's just, you know, basically uh, fermentation with CO2 as opposed to oxygen. So we're going to show up at a couple of uh, great uh, coffee events as well uh, this year. Um, we've been to some coffee festivals in the past, and I don't know that we're going to be swinging back around to some of those. Um, but one that we do like and we'll probably be going to will be the Specialty Coffee Expo. So it's a really great show. Um, it's both a really great consumer as well as a trade tasting. And I'm looking forward to hearing all about some of the changes the SEA has made um, that affect both the couple of excellence, which we have a couple of judges uh, that are part of that, as well as just, you know, really helping coffee trade and consumers. So really looking forward to all of this for uh, coffee and for rum. For now, this is good old boy, Mike. I'll ask you to come back and join me for another exciting episode of Sips, Outs, and Smokes and to keep on sipping. Keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing Hi everyone, I'm good old gal Juliana, and today we're going to preview our upcoming Sud segment for season 11. With me as always is good old boy Dave. Hello friends. Uh, Dave, what's that noise? That is the sound of a beer being poured. Have you not learned anything in the last 10 seasons? Um, I have learned exactly how much of a tool you are. <laughs> Why are you opening a beer, Dave? Well, Juliana, we do a show about beer where we drink beer and we discuss beer. Yes, I'm aware of that. But we're doing our season 11 preview episode, so we're not drinking beer today we're just talking about the beer that we're going to be drinking later in the season okay listen to what you just said does that even make sense it makes perfect sense okay according to the sip suds and smokes code of conduct if we open a beer on the air, then we are obligated to rate it. So, since you just started going all Western on me, you're going to need to give us the Suds ratings. When did we get a code of conduct? It was in the last quarterly newsletter. Didn't you read it? When did we get a newsletter? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've always had a newsletter. Remember the last one about your birthday? Never, you know what? Never mind. Okay. So what do you got in the glass there? Well, I went into the cellar and brought out one of our favorites 
from North Coast Brewing. It's a 2012 Old Rasputin Imperial Russian Stout. Oh, right. That's cool. We we've covered North Coast before, but I don't think we'll ever get tired of talking about Old Rasputin. Oh no, no. Okay, well let's sip on it for a bit, and then we'll give us some tasting notes and rate it. Can you believe? Because I can't. That we're about to begin our eleventh season of Sip Suds and Smokes. Well, we just wrapped up season ten. So I'm pretty sure we should be starting season 11. I mean, it kind of works out that way. Okay. I'm talking about the fact that of the 2 million or so podcasts that are out there, most of them don't last even close to 10 seasons. Yeah, that's true. Most of them don't even have a guy named good old boy Mike running around making terrible fake accents. I've moved through this cellar, and I've pulled another fair fine beverage for you. (laughs) Okay, we've been ripping on Mike's fake accents in every season preview episode for 10 years. Maybe it's time to let it go. But if we've been doing it every year for 10 years, it's a tradition. And it's never a good idea to break a tradition, especially when it comes to making fun of Mike. I guess. Okay, and Mike and his bad accents have gotten us banned from pretty much every country in the world. Banned once again. Not to mention the entire state of Alabama. I mean, they have wanted posters offering bounties up for his capture all over the state. It's just lucky that only about a third of the people there can actually read. Dave, you know that's not true. Okay, it's probably a quarter, but I was trying to be nice. Okay, speaking of lice, nice, let's get into this beer. (laughs) Yes, let's talk about the lice in this beer. So, Old Rasputin 2012. Beauty. Yes. Yes, the Mad Monk. You got any for me to drink? Oh, okay. I thought I gave you a glass, but... No, you poured it. It was so good, I didn't want to share it. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, the aroma on that? You know, this is one of those beers like a lot of people want to save and do verticals on. And the reason they want to do a vertical or a year-over-year comparison is because it ages so well. You know, you can drink it fresh, but it's it's a big beer, so it's going to be hot, you know, or kind of have an alcohol flavor when it's, you know, really new, but... The longer you age it, the more it smooths out and the better it gets. And this is one of those things where, you know, a lot of those barrel flavors come out, the vanilla, you know, um, dark fruits, things like that really come out and shine. I'm getting chocolate. I'm getting... (laughs) You're getting lots of things. I'm getting a lack of lack of words to, to even <laughs> describe this beer. What do you What are you getting out of it? It is friggin' beautiful. Um, it's so smooth, and this is a true like sipping beer. If you know, like you think of a beer and you think you're gonna chug it. So I shouldn't shotgun this. Probably not. No. Okay. No, I mean my besides the fact of the high ABV that's on it. Which what is the ABV on this again? Uh, this is. Oh, ask the blind guy. Um, keep talking. I'll tell you what it is. Okay. The tobacco dark f- 
fruits and like almost bitter chocolate that are on this is just absolutely gorgeous. It's 11.9%. Okay, 11.9%. Which it tastes bigger than that. It does. It does. It's got a really nice mouthfeel to it. That it's got that sticky lips kind of thing going on. I love that. Yeah. 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 This is an absolute beaut. And I could see why people tend to do verticals with it. Because, you know, when it's young, it's it does have that alcohol burn to it. And, I mean, it's nice. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, for it to age as long as it, this has aged, yeah, it's just so smooth and beautiful. Kind of like us. Uh, wow. Exactly. Especially you. Not eh. so much me. I'm kind of eh. But this is one of those beers where you could build your cellar around this, you know? Yeah, you really can. Absolutely. Okay, so if we were to rate the old Rasputin from 2012, what would we rate it? I think we would rate it a five, yes. No doubt. Okay, now let's talk about what we're going to do this season on our sod segments. Well, obviously, we're going to drink beer and talk about it. Now, what beer we're going to drink and talk about it's hard to say. I mean, asking me what beer I'm going to drink two months from now is like asking me when's the next time I'm going to change my underwear. Like, how am I supposed to know that? What? Dave, you're supposed to change your underwear every day. Okay, Julie, unless we're changing the format of this show, I don't think this is the appropriate venue to discuss my undergarments. But you're the one that brought it up. I was merely making a point. What point? That you have the hygiene of a hobo? Can we please get back to the topic at hand? Dude, I don't even know what the topic is at this point. We're talking about what we'll be talking about in season 11. Okay, so what will we be talking about? Well, how should I know? Didn't you listen to my earlier point? (sighs) Okay, we can't go into the 11th season without a plan on what beers or beer styles, or trends, or breweries we're going to be covering. Okay, fine. There's some things we know we're going to do, okay? There's some things that we would like to do if we can pull it together. And then there are some things that have like zero chance of happening, but would be friggin' awesome if we can pull them off. So, here's what we'll do. Let's start with the stuff we know we're going to do. We'll see how far that gets us, and then we'll throw some of that other stuff in if we have to. Okay, let's start at the beginning. This season, we want to do a dry January show. So, you know what that means. Non-alcoholic beer? Yes, non-alcoholic beer. Dry January is a good thing. It's good to give your liver a little bit of a break sometimes. And non-alcoholic beer has come a long way, so it's not necessarily a questionable decision anymore. We have a good lineup, and honestly, I think that you'll be pleasantly surprised. Well, if it works out, maybe we'll also do something for Sober October, but no promises. Okay, that's fair. We also have an episode coming up to cover Grandpa Beers. Grandpa Beers? Yeah, you know, regional beers that have been around for a long time. Beers that your grandpa would drink. Oh, okay, that's cool. 
I thought when the last time you went back to PA, you found your grandfather's lost stash of yingling from the 60s. I'm not sure I'm emotionally prepared for trying beers that's been sitting in a closet for 60 years. What's wrong with yingling from the 60s? I bet it's great. Mm, No, it's gross. (laughs) Okay. Speaking of gross, what summer of questionable decision horrors do you have in store for us? Well... First off, there's no way I'm going to tell you that. Because if I was to share that top secret information, there's no way you or the other co-hosts would even bother to show up to record the episode. Okay, fair play. Well, we know we're going to do some more brewery takeovers. And the fun part about those episodes is that we don't know what new breweries we're going to find. That's true. Like, everything with beer is so dependent on distribution and packaging we there's a ton of stuff we'd love to try and talk about on the show but it's so hard to be able to get to the brewery at the right time get the stuff and bring it back and record okay we'll also need to keep an eye on the beer trends pastry stouts fruity sours and hazy boys have all had their heyday but what's going to be the next big thing Personally, I hope that more breweries continue to focus on lagers. Oh, absolutely. We should also try to do some seasonal and maybe some time-specific things. Like Every time we've covered fresh hot beers, the episodes have been great. It's just really hard to get there, get the beer, and then get the beer in us before the flavors fall off. Yeah, that's true. Oh, we could talk about pumpkin beer again. Yeah, people need to be warned to stay away from it. It would actually be a public service. Dude, whatever. Not all pumpkin beer is bad. And not all snakes are poisonous. But enough of them are that I try to avoid them all. That's the that's kind of philosophy I try to keep for pumpkin beers as well. Anything non-pumpkin related you'd like to talk about? Well, we should probably look for some ciders and meads to cover. It's been a while since we've done that episode. Those are usually pretty good, and we can talk about things that might interest people who aren't into beer. Aren't into beer? What kind of sickos and perverts are we pandering to? Uh, sickos? Your mom doesn't like beer. And now everybody in the world knows about it, Juliana. Thanks. You're welcome. You know you enjoy ciders and beers sometimes. In fact, because you brought out a beer, I just brought out a mead from the cellar for us to try right now. What I brought out is from Sunshine Meadery. Ooh. And they are in Lowell, Michigan. This is called Mini Ha Ha. So like small laugh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he named her from the river, from the waterfall. He named her Mini Ha Ha. Laughing Waterfall. That's what it says on the bottle. It's a honey wine made with clover honey from the land of the Dakotas with elderberries and native herbs to the land of Hiawatha. Nice. What a beautiful color. Yeah, nice, light, slightly purple, so you can you can see the berry influence in there. Mm-hmm. And this is 10% ABV. And the bottle is amazing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, on the nose, a little fruity. Mm-hmm. Well, clover honey is very light, usually. Mm-hmm. So it's a good base 
to add um, berries or, or herbs and things on there. Very light on the tongue, too. Not too yeah. viscous, not too sweet. Not a huge... Um, it's a little... I don't want to say thin on the mouthfeel, but it's it's not heavy, right? Like like no, you almost expect no, the meat sometimes to be heavy. Mm-hmm. This has a nice thin body to it, and I really enjoy that. Yeah, this is actually this is quite ni- quite pleasant, and I think this would be a good gateway. And see, people that don't drink beer would probably like this. Well, I don't associate with people like that in general, but. I get what you're saying. (sighs) Okay. So if we were to rate this beer, this um, mead, what would we rate it? I don't know. You tell me. You brought it. Okay. That's fair. You brought it. You buy it. I think the Minnehaha from Sunshine Meadery, we should rate a four because it is very pleasant. Uh, uh, I would agree with that. Yeah, this is very nice. I'm going to be sipping on this for the rest of the episode. All right. So I guess ciders and meads can be awesome, but let's avoid doing any hard seltzer shows this season. I mean, we've talked about them way too much, and now I'm hearing about high-gravity and barrel-age versions. That makes me sad and afraid, but mostly sad. Hmm, that's fair. So are there any episodes or any events that you're looking uh, looking forward to in the coming months? Well, as a matter of fact, you know, the Craft Brewers Conference is coming back to Nashville this year. What? Yes. There should be a lot of really good beer in town that we don't normally get. You know, that sounds really fun. I've got to remember to take a couple of days off work to go to that. You know, the other thing is we haven't really done any bottle share episodes lately. Um, I really miss those and I hope we get to do one or two in the next season. It's a good chance for all the hosts to kind of showcase what beers they're currently drinking or to clear out their cellars. Yeah, that's fair too. So what are the things that we have 0% chance of happening, but would be awesome? Well, until right now, I would have thought us doing anything on video would be zero chance. Yeah. I was wondering when we were finally going to talk about the elephant in the room. There's an elephant in the room? You know, I wondered who that trunk belonged to. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, the only good thing about us making videos is that everyone will be able to see how bad your jokes are instead of just hearing them. Rude. (laughs) Well, I don't know how much video we'll do. I mean, we're all pretty old and afraid of technology. We're called the good old boys, but we're actually the good, really old boys. But this could be a good opportunity for us to show the products we're reviewing. (laughs) And to do a better job of bringing the audience along for the ride while we're tasting them. Personally, I think Mike is just looking for an excuse to wear makeup. Trust me, he doesn't need another reason. (laughs) So... Do you think now that we're doing some video, you might eventually show up on camera if we keep doing it? Uh, I don't know. Ask me in season 12. That's sweet, dude. Well, I guess if things go well with this, we might start, might be starting an OnlyFans account. Do you think people would pay 
money to watch me drink beer topless. Dave, I love you. You know that, right? (laughs) But I can say with 100% confidence that no one would pay to see that. Actually, I think we could ask people to pay in order to not see it. You wound me. You wound me deeply. But I acknowledge the truth of what you said. <laughs> okay, are we done here? I feel like we need to get away from <laughs> Oh, here. I think we're done here. We've done about as much damage as we're going to do. Let's do a quick recap, though. Okay. Non-alcoholic beer? Yes. Grandpa beer? Of course. Dave's hygiene? No. Brewery takeovers? Yep. Style shows? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin beers? Yes. I think it sucks. What? <laughs> Cider and mead shows? Yeah, sure. Okay. Seltzer? No. Hold on, my, my, my buzzer's stuck, so I'm, I'm trying to... <laughs> if I could make it buzz for, like, the next 30 minutes, yes. That okay, would be I get it. I get it. Okay, Craft Brewers Conference and Hell, other conferences? Heck yeah. Bottle share episodes? Choo-choo. Video? Maybe. Oh, come on. We're going to give it a big... OnlyFans? No. Fine. Okay, I think that pretty much captures it. I think this is actually going to be another great season. Me too. Well, that's going to do it for this Season 11 Suds Preview. Thanks for joining me as always, good old boy Dave. You know what? Thank you for joining me. This is good old gal Juliana. Keep on chuggling and catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Tap it. Tap, tap, tap. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast, Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the millions and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. This has been a one-tan-hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your hosts, the good old boys, will see you all next time.